we talk about the architecture that Decentraland is based upon, the architecture of this project is divided into three different layers. The first is the consensus layer, the land content layer, and the real-time layer. The consensus layer tracks the land ownership and its content. Uh, land is a non-fungible digital asset as we have already talked about and it has unique coordinates. But each and every piece of land has metadata about its owner its ref and it refers to the content description file which stores what the landowner wants to serve there. Now content distribution layer uh, governs the use of asset on a decentralized distributed system. Decentraland at present uses a decentralized storage system to distribute the content that is needed to render its world. For each and every piece of land that needs to be rendered, there is a reference file which stores a description of the content that is present on the land. This eliminates the need of having a central authority and a central server. It also provides Decentraland with strong censorship resistance, eliminating the power of a central authority to change the rules or prevent users from participating. The real-time layer helps users and players that are on Decentraland communicate with each other by establishing a peer-to-peer -peer connection with the help of servers that are hosted by the foundation itself, the landowners or the third parties. Now let's talk about the challenges that Decentraland faces at present. The first challenge that it faces is about decentralized content distribution. It has two major aspects to it. First is that it involves the download speed. When you retrieve data from a DHT stored or a distributed peer-to-peer -peer storage system, it traditionally is slow. And when you add graphical uh, content to it, it becomes hefty for normal users who do not have very high network speed. It makes it difficult for them. The second aspect involves availability, which talks about ensuring that the content is available even if one or two servers go down. In a sense, it talks about distributing the content in such a manner that each and every server can stand alone in times of uh, emergence, in times of heavy traffic. The second problem is about content curation, which involves the issue of filtering out content for various sections of the, for various sections of the society. For example, there could be mature audience, there could be mature content, but since the content is one, but since the content is once published on the blockchain, it remains there forever. Uh, some groups of people might find such an content offensive uh, to their needs. There should be a means to filter such content out. The third challenge is about hosting these files in bandwidth that is required to serve this content, but right now which has significant costs. Currently, users are uh, currently users are seeding the content of Decentraland on a peer-to-peer -peer network out of goodwill and they are not incentivized for this. But in future, there should be a mechanism to incentivize users that host the Decentraland uh, on their servers. The project's utility and use cases are only limited by what Metaverse could not achieve. Some of them are as follows. First of all, could be the use of applications. Uh, programmers, developers can create their own applications on top of Decentraland that enables games, gambling and dynamic 3D scenes. Uh, it will also help encode user interactions, sounds, help to collect payments, take external calls, and many such things. The second most important use case can be advertising. Brands may advertise using billboards near or in high traffic land parcels to promote their own products, services, and events. Some neighborhoods may also become the Times Square of New York City. One of the most important applications uh, to it is that offline social groups or chat groups or even uh, multiplayer games could now port their communities to Decentraland. This will foster a more inclusive community. Let's talk about some statistics and some numbers. 
do remember that this part of the section is uh, this part of the section only relates to the land parcels that are traded online and it has been taken from nftstats.com the total amount of nfts that were sold in last 7 days is close to 392 the trading volume of last 7 days is around 8.31 million dollars and the average price per unit of land parcel is around 21.2000 dollars if you talk about the number of land owners at present it is around 6041 the current market cap of mana tokens is around 6 billion dollars and with a fully diluted market cap of around 7.3 billion dollars the latest 24 hour volume of the mana tokens is around a billion dollars the current price of the mana token fluctuates anywhere between 3 dollars to 3 and a half dollars the latest 24 hour volume of the mana token is around 389 million dollars if you talk about the return on investment for the past one year period it is around 3600% and the all time high that this token achieved was for 5.84 dollars that was very recently around november 25th if you look at the chart you'll notice that a large part of this return was generated after october 28th it was roughly about the time when rumors were spreading about facebook renaming itself to meta at present around 63% of the token mana token holders are making money at the current price of the token the concentration by large holders is about 81% which is significantly low as compared to other projects that we have compared that we have talked about so far on this podcast if we talk about the holding period of the owners uh, there are only 19% of people that have held the token for more than a year and around 54% of the people have held it for less than 12 months uh, that means there is a huge interest in the past one year period in metaverse sector especially decentraland if you talk about the token holdership uh, there are about 178000 addresses that currently hold mana token and top 10 holders have around 43.24% of the supply while top 100 holders have around 76% of the token's total supply Mana was founded by Ariel Mailish and Esteban Ordano both of whom have stepped down from their leading positions and now act as security advisors to the project Mailish earlier held the role of project lead at Decentraland between 2017 and 2020 and is also a serial entrepreneur that has founded several other startups including an online translation agency and a CRM platform While Ordano is Decentraland's former tech lead and has a long and varied history in the cryptocurrency space, who has also worked as a software engineer at BitPay in corporations, and has also been an advisor to the Matic Network. Although both of them are no longer leading the project, they oversee the development of Decentraland, with their efforts being directed by the recently established Decentraland Foundation. Decentraland has created ripples by being the first comer in the sector. but it lags somewhere behind the other projects that are coming up and are taking a fair share of the space but in comparison to other projects decentraland has its own and working application which is not so the case for other projects that are still uh, very popular in the market but people believe a large number of these uh, small projects that are budding up will consolidate into few big names and decentraland will be one amongst them decentraland will be one of those projects that will incorporate many other smaller projects into it 
Also, only time will tell how metaverse sector shapes itself because it is fairly new at this point of time, uh, very new in comparison to other projects that have been there for more than two or three years, uh, because the industry has shaped around them uh, for more than a year, for more than decades. But, but if you talk about metaverse, which is extremely new concept, and if you talk about blockchain, which is fairly new concept, and there is no such. industry that has been working on for it for around a decade or so so let's see what happens in the future that's it for today's episode if you like this episode do not forget to share it with your friends and family uh, do not forget to give it a shout out on your instagram handles on your twitter handles and make more people listen to it we are on the road we are on our road to 500 streams of the podcast Also, one important announcement: Spotify has now started rolling out its rating feature, and once it is available in your region, once you have the access to it, please do not forget to rate us on Spotify. There, it'll be of huge, huge help to us. If you're listening it on, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, you already know that this feature is available to you. Please do rate us there. Do leave a comment there and tell. Let us know how you feel about this episode, and let us know how you feel about this episode and the podcast there. If you're listening to us on any other channel or on any other platform, do not forget to hit a follow or a subscribe button there. I'll slide down your feed every week when I release a new episode without even disturbing you. I'll just take a few pixels right there in your metaverse. That's it. Keep listening. Keep investing. Keep learning. Thank you.